Hi everyone. Um, if you know me, you know that I love love. I love to love. I love to spread love. I just love love. And I decided to talk to my friend May and to an old friend of mine. His name is Mehua. And um, it was a very interesting conversation. I hope you all enjoy it as much as I do because they have more in common than I thought. Um, there is swearing and there is a lot of technical difficulties towards the end of the podcast maybe the last 10 minutes i added one of my cousins his name is marcos in to chime in to our conversation and we did get cut off but it is real talk with raquel so you get what you get i hope you enjoy would love some feedback enjoy When you guys were little, did you guys witness love? No. Can you elaborate on that? My parents uh, were in an arranged marriage, and so are most of my uncles and aunts. So um, it was more for survival, I guess, instead of they were together. Um, wow. Yeah. Mo? Um, yeah, pretty similar. Um, my parents were arranged, kind of, right? But I think generally in the Indian community, it's primarily for the purpose of survival, right? It's kind of what you do, um, combining resources for the purpose of survival, right? Building a family and, um, using those resources to encourage children and kind of build them up. That, that was kind of, you know, that's kind of the, the background in terms of um, kind of how it's done in the Indian culture. I don't know about me. Um, that's how it used to be back in the day. But now that we're in America, everybody chooses their spouse. <laughs> Uh, there's no more arranged marriages, but there's still traditional things like when you get married, there's a dowry put down um, and collected for kind of like you buy your wife, I guess. Like the wife's family asks for a certain amount for their daughter and you have to provide that plus, you know, so many cows or pigs or whatever it takes to perform the wedding. That's interesting. It, it's uh, like in the Indian culture, it's it's very simple, like not currently, right, in modern times, but um, that's essentially what it is. It's more transactional, I suppose, or more resource-based as opposed to uh, love. So basically, whoever has the most money gets your daughter? Um, I wouldn't get- say that. I don't know about me. <laughs> I, I, I Mo, but be... I remember your parents used to be so cute together when we when I was younger. Yeah, um, but it wasn't like so in the Indian culture, or you know, in their generation at least, right? Coming from India in their generation mm-hmm. was more so um, engaging in a commitment to one another as opposed to engaging in the commitment for the purpose of love or desire or emotion, um, you know, just kind of choosing a suitable partner and making it work. 
So, uh, do you think your parents are in love? Yeah, absolutely. I like what I what I kind of thought or what I was told, um, kind of young. I there was a conversation at some point um, where it, it's really like marriage being based on compromise and just kind of enduring marriage. The bad parts about marriage, right? I think everybody, even if you fall in love with somebody and you get married, you're going to endure rough times, right? So it's it's they go into it with the idea of having a commitment to one another and throughout their lives. Right. So you kind of grow, I suppose, to love one another based on that commitment. Mm-hmm. May, do you think your parents are in love? No, but I think they've um, grown to have a mutual love for one another, like to care for each other, but I don't think they're in love. I'm like lost in words because I grew up with two parents that were very lovable. They met in Chicago when they were young. You know, they bought their first house together. They had children and they still flirt with each other till this day. They yeah. work, you know, it's different. And then, and then it's like, you listen to this and I, I'm like, wow, you know, so you guys never like walked in the kitchen and saw your parents dancing. Never. No. No. Wow. No. I'm not saying I've it's never... wrong. Please don't take it the no. wrong way. I'm just like, I thought everybody. You know what I mean? I think so... that no. certain cultures like have a particular approach to it simply because they understand that it works, right? One mm-hmm. of the things initially, like when my parents were like Indian parents, are always like get married, get married, right? Um, I think all parents are like Well, this. yeah, but especially Indian parents. So, like, get married, right? Uh-huh. It's not a time that I see my mom. That she's not like, oh, I'll get married. <laughs> like, <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> ask any Indian person that you know if you have any friends that are Indian. But um, I think generally they just understand that it works, right? And mm-hmm. I think they're, they're, they prioritize that over actual love. Or how, I wouldn't even say love. I would say how people perceive love or their definition of love. Right? So, so your, your idea of love is what? Um, I think long lasting love. I mean, well, there's a difference between love and marriage, I would say. I know, but what's your idea after growing up in a household like this? What's you guys, like both of you, like what's your idea of love? What does it look like in your eyes now that I you grew up that, like that? I think that generally it's more important to be able to fight well with one another than it is to, um, right? So, like, in America, you have, so coming from my culture, right, in my background, at least, I'm not married, but um, in America, you have a 50% divorce rate. Right? In the Indian culture, I think it's, like, single digit. Wow. Yeah. So, and then also, you have Indian, like, you don't hear of Indian people getting divorced. I mean, a part of that could be a culture of subservience uh-huh. inside, right? Mm-hmm. Or gender roles, if you would call it that, maybe, in today's society. Right. But, um, it works. And I think but- that, I think that they probably just decided that that's probably the better route to go, I suppose. Just hang on, make it work. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I think if you're if you're spending your life with somebody, I think over time, and and you're doing, if you kind of define what your role is, or at least in the Indian culture, and it works, right? And I think I've seen it time and time again with my uncles, aunts, right? Um, there's very specific gender roles. I wouldn't even say gender roles, right? Just roles in a household, right? And um, it works, and it's kind of you know maybe if you go into love languages and stuff, right? Yeah. What a man wants and what a woman would want. Mm-hmm. Men provide, protect, and then the women. So that's how you see it. You yeah. you you grow I, you grow into loving the person that you pick to I actually. I don't get necessarily married have to. an. Yeah, I don't necessarily have an opinion on it personally. <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, like in your eyes right now, that's how you see it. What about you, May? What's your idea of um, love? I feel like similar to what Mahul said. Like you kind of it. Well, I mean, how he said that his family kind of works. How it's kind of almost like a mutual agreement where you have your roles. Hmm. Um, and you play your roles in that marriage, you know, or togetherness. Like, I don't know. I feel like it just has to be something that is agreed upon. And it, it takes probably take years to keep editing to figure out what each person needs <clears throat> or what you, you can't give. And if the other person's able to accept that. Well, um, both of both of you are single. Have your parents tried to like have you date someone in your culture? My parents no. encourage it, but they've never and, tried. And when I was younger, I didn't understand. I just thought <laughs> that it was for the purpose of like their own kind of experiences and trying to push that, right? Right. But over time, as I got older more logical i, I kind of understood as to why they wanted that right it, it doesn't it it works right and like for yeah a parent, their interest is typically you know make sure your child has a good future right like for my parents it was like hey we're not going to be here forever right somebody needs to be there for you right mm-hmm. and, and they know that that works right cultures matter or, I mean, at least, you know, to Indian people, they do. Right? Because there's there's also, like, societal pressure and stuff like that. Like, in in Indian culture, getting divorced is frowned upon. Right? So well, in the Hispanic culture, well. too. In the Latino yeah. culture, too. Yeah. It's the most horrible thing you can possibly do is divorce a person you What's fall that in love like? with. So, like, how, how do, like, how is it similar between the Indian culture and the Hispanic culture? I don't know anything about that. I think it's in any culture. I I do too. Like, I think everybody. I think our. Parents, I don't think so. Not yeah, because culture. think think about it. Because, uh, you're you're first generation too, right, Mo? Uh, American. Yeah. yeah. So all three of us grew up with parents that were, I guess, quote unquote, immigrants, and they came here to find a better life, right? Mm-hmm. Can we agree on that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. They're very close-minded when it comes to marriage. My parents were very close-minded when it came to dating. I mean, you, my sister and I couldn't just say, oh, we're going to the movies. Oh, we're doing this. My dad would literally like spy. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't something fun to. Why do you Why do you think he did that though? Because he was probably a a womanizer when he was young. Well, he was. My dad was. He dated a lot of women, and he knew what men wanted, and he was trying to protect my sister and I. So. In his eyes, he was doing the right thing, which I don't care. You know, I look at him now and I think it's the cutest thing Yeah, that he was like that. And if I had a daughter of my own, I think I would probably try to learn from my parents' mistake and do better. But because I have a child that special needs, now I'm wondering if I'm ever even going to go through that. Is, some, is my son even going to, you know, fall in love or date or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even think I'm going to go through that phase with my child at this point in my life which is a little sad and it kind of like breaks my heart but at the same time it's like he's so pure and innocent that it's I don't want nobody to hurt him I don't want him to be heartbroken any day (laughs) you know heartbreaking is horrible you know but so I take it do you guys believe in love at first sight no I don't did you say no, me? Yeah, I said no. I don't. No. Okay. I believe in lust at first sight, but yeah, not love. Yeah. Okay, so I do believe in love at first sight, but I'm going to give you my example. When I saw my son for the first time, it completely, I knew what love at first sight was. That was the one person that was going to love me unconditionally. With the exception of a child. Oh, right. no. With I the think, acceptance think, of the child, no. I, I <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I think that love, for me, I, I think, I mean, generally, right, as a business person as well, I think I kind of have a cognitive bias toward statistics, right? Um, there are a lot of people that do believe in love in fir- at first sight, and um, they end up divorced, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> right? I think it's a really bad approach. Mm-hmm. To- I agree. You know, I think love has to endure and survive things. Um, See, you know. I'm more of a vibe person. I'm more of like, if I like your vibe, if you make me laugh, if... I if think my... having interest in people is great. Yeah, right? the, the, know, vibe, but... the vibe is amazing. I, see, I can last years without talking to Mahul, and this is just a backstory, and we can mm-hmm. pick up the phone and call each other, yeah. and we, we talk like if we talk every day. And with me, with Nana reached out to me and wanted to have conversations or whatever, and we we just didn't speak. But you know, there's no yeah. hard feelings or you know. But that's yeah. family. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit different. Right? Exactly. And with yeah. me, it's the same thing, Mo. I've never had a friend that. Well, I do. I do have friends that are girls that you know. Everybody's busy, and it's sounds very understandable. But I'm talking about May's May and I's experience from the past. We were together every day for what three, four years. And mm-hmm. we worked together and we were, we would go to the gym together. We would, we, we were together all the time. I mean, I think May literally knows every single thing about my life. I think she's like my open book and we never judge each other. We never, if we disagree, we disagree, but we're not going to argue about it. So excuse me, excuse me. Um, May, what is your view on like love at first sight? Um, I feel like you have to get to know a person, their ideals, um, their, what they think is love. Their love language is huge. Um, Like, are they somebody you can build with? Because if you can't build a life with them, you know, 
what kind of love can you hold if it's just truly just emotional and they're just a wreck yeah and another space like you know it's it's hard you know you make that love hard and you shouldn't have to work so hard for love i that's just how i feel like it it should be kind of a mutually built i agree like i have whenever i meet with friends or like no no whenever i have a party at my house right Mm -hmm. and there'll be a lot of people and like typically especially females they're like well why don't you marry or why you know but my I never ask Mahul that, by the way. And I don't mind it, but like I, I don't say this, but No, but I, I mean, think it's the same thing like asking a woman, why aren't I, you pregnant? Why didn't you I have don't a mind baby it. yet? I just I just kind of dismiss it as kind of an ignorant assumption. Okay. Terms, like well, same as us. Just because mm-hmm. it's like I feel like a lot of people fall into their lives as opposed to choosing their lives. Right? I know a lot of men that have just, you know, early 20s. They don't know what they want to do. They haven't established themselves. They haven't even found their own interests, right? They start a family, and now, you know, those are the same people that reach out to me that, you know, in our 30s, they're asking me, like, hey, you know, they're trying to find themselves now, mm-hmm. right? I agree. <laughs> and I feel like there was, for me, it was a bit of a trade-off where I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. But um, you're more business oriented. You wanted to make your life first, in my eyes. Or at least I, I knew that's how, like, what you wanted to do, yeah. what your goals were. You set yourself. I think early on, I recognized what it is that I actually wanted. I right? think you were like 14 when you knew what you wanted to do. Anna, you know me. Right? Oh, of course. Like you really, you really know. Yeah. Me. I don't think of myself as different from anyone. No, you else. don't. You don't. I really don't. And if right? and he's really down to earth, like. But. People view me very different. Yeah, I don't. Like, people put me on a pedestal, and I don't really they like do. it. They do. They do me. They really do. I, and I don't. I don't look at him. I look at him as little Mahul that I used to cut his hair when he was, like, seven. I'm just laughing because I, I viewed you differently when I first met you. Who, me? How's that? Yeah. Oh, I think everybody did. I thought she was really mean or something. She always seemed really <laughs> crabby the first time I saw her. I'm the most. And I wanted to pet person. her puppy so bad. <laughs> I'm the most happy. But I'm the most positive person, and that's my problem. I think me, like I'm talking about myself, the way I love. I think I love too much. Like if you yeah. like if you have a goal, I support you every single which way I possibly can. I'll give you affirmations. I try to make you see like the good side of everything. I try to help you. I'm a gift giver. I love giving people gifts. I love giving people, you know, my time. I love people telling them, you know, you're amazing. You're awesome. And some people take it, you know, the right way. And some people take it like the fuck is wrong with this person, you know, like. What she... I think that's a societal issue. I think people are so disconnected from one another that they don't really understand how to actually care for I don't people. see how that's negative. Like, if anything, I feel like I'm learning for you, from you how to be more human, how to, yeah. <laughs> you know, because, like, I didn't grow up around that. I mean, I didn't even barely get gifts on Christmas. I got, like, socks for Christmas. Like, like, like it I always remember May when I hug people because she says I give the best hugs ever. Oh, and probably and I, I give them really tight. I love tight hugs. And when you don't feel that extra tight when you hug people, I don't feel the vibe. And I'm like, oh, I'm never hugging that person again. 
there's people that you can hug that with one hug, they take everything away from you. You're completely happy. There's people that you can get just a simple text from in the morning or in the afternoon or in the middle of the day. And you're having the shittiest day in the world. And somebody just says, hey, I hope you have a wonderful day. And you're just like up and going and it makes your week. And you're, you know, it's and that's why I'm telling you, I think mine is more like a vibe type of thing. I like people's vibes. I like, so I like, I I, I never understood, like, so I've known Nana obviously since I was a child, right? Um, she was always kind of a beacon for positivity for me. Why, (laughs) when did you meet Nana? Uh, she was living at the apartments that I was working at in Houston, um, in Houston. And, um, I asked if I could pet Blue, her dog, her puppy (laughs) at the time. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And then it kind of, it was like touch and go from there. And then we, well, she I, was I, literally, I her... she was literally my baby daddy because his dad was always in Mexico. You know, like me would sleep over, <laughs> me would sleep over and take. No, but May, May, why did you think Nana was uh, mean? Oh, because she would always come out with her cigarette, and she just had this like face of like, "Don't talk to me." Really? <laughs> yeah. I've never she known seemed, to be well, well, she just had like an irritated face on her. I'm, I'm like she wasn't. Your number, Nana. She was not <laughs> smiling. Like she always looked pissed off. So I was just like, "Oh, today's the day. I'm gonna." Nana looked pissed off. Wow. <laughs> I know, Mo. <laughs> tell her. Tell her. Every Mo. time I saw her, she's going through stuff. I don't know. She was going through something. I'm sure. <laughs> because now I know her as like literally a ray of sunshine. She's just like. A bursting, I don't know, just like yeah, bursting beam of sun. Aw, thank you. I think Nana has a big <laughs> thing for loving other people. Yeah. For not really sharing her own experiences. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I do remember, I don't want to like, mention the particular conversation we had. I don't know if you remember it, but I asked you, I'm like, how does it feel to kind of, are you comfortable talking about anything right now? <laughs> I mean, I could edit it out. Hey, hey you, so go ahead. You, you made me. You made me join the podcast. podcast so. Go ahead. Um, no, but there was a conversation. I asked you. I'm like, you know, I think that I don't understand what it's like to have a son or a child with autism. Uh huh. Um, and I remember asking you, um, do you ever feel guilty or upset or or no? I think it was. Do you ever feel overburdened? I definitely do. Mahal. Maybe not in those. No, words, no, but you no. Pro- I you do. You started crying. Yeah, I do. You, you started crying. I do. It. It. Um, you're like me. Well, I, I feel like that every day. Yeah, every day. Uh, There's not a day I've... that I don't look at my son and think, "Why me?" Yeah. Not that I. It's hard for a mother. Right? Not that I hate because... having him with special needs. No, I love him to death, and you know, you both know. Like, you see pictures, or I'll send you pictures or videos of him. I, he's the most. <laughs> And I've said it in other podcasts. He's the most purest soul you'll ever meet. His smile will just light up anybody's day. But it is a humongous thing to deal with. Like uh, when I love so much that I'm afraid that people aren't going to love me because I have a son with autism. Does that make sense? Like if I make friends with someone and they invite me over to their house, are they going to accept the fact that my son goes into a home I mean, if they don't, they're not your friends. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Like, seriously. I can have, I have a lot of acquaintances that will call me 
and they'll be like, hey, and I know I'm, I'm a big time um, empath. Is that how you say it? I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm big, huge. I try to make, I'm a people pleaser. I want everybody to be happy around me. I want positivity. I don't want no bad vibes. If you cry, I cry. If I can take your pain away, I'll do it. If I can make you feel better, I'll do it. But I always tell me, when is it my turn? You got to prioritize yourself. That's a choice. Yeah, it is right? a choice. I, and I, and like... I've learned that from you and my cousin Marco, that you have to put yourself first before you put anybody else after you. And I think I'm still at that process because I always put everyone in the whole effing world first. And then it's like, oh, okay, it's my turn. Ashish and I have conversations about that all the time. Ashish is his brother. <laughs> um, but May, how are your relationships? Can you explain that? My previous two major relationships, I feel like I, you know, my first one, I was like still new to it and I didn't know what love was, but I tried and I kind of always gave it all I had, and he was older, so I kind of let him take the lead, not knowing, you know, what it was, and um, I fell out of love because of trust issues. Why is that? Uh, he lost my trust, basically. Yeah. Um, I think uh, and kind of the same thing with my, you know, my ex, my most recent ex. It was kind of that loss of trust. I feel like he wasn't ready, but he wasn't, he felt like, okay, he, I found the right one, but I'm not ready, but I'm not going to admit it. But I'm going to just put her through all this, this craziness. And um, if she makes it to the end, you know, then I, yeah. you know, I win. But yeah, that's, it didn't work out that way. But are you ready to find someone right. new? Uh, I I love it. That's that's, it. You don't have to answer, honey. That's right. It's just like I don't feel like I need to go out there searching for it anymore. I just it's it's it I don't know, it almost feels like a lost cause. I don't feel like people nowadays are even looking for that. So Uh, you're just fucking wrong people. That's wrong. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Huh? You are? No, I'm saying, like, I, I just feel like you probably dealt with trauma mm-hmm. from men. Right? Men can be assholes. Not a, <laughs> you probably, oh. you know, can relate to that. Big time. It's just, no. I don't know, I feel like I just need friends. And then, you know, you know, if, if one thing moves to another, leads to another, and, you know, say, you know, I get to know this person better. I feel like I should have started all my relationships as friends I, first, but I, I never got so the chance agree to. agree with you on that. I think you have to have a beautiful connection and know each other's everything before. Like, I want to know all <laughs> exactly. your dirt. Before. Well, I don't know about all of it. <laughs> you know? but like, and it's, I want to be I, I want to know all of it. it. I w- to accept that person for who they are and accept that. And then for them to accept mm-hmm. me 110%. That's all we want. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to say I am perfect. When nobody is. But, um, I mean, like, in my relationship, in my past relationship, I uh, did uh. not have 
a flaw. I did not have a fault outside of accepting too many faults. Do you feel like do you f- from the other? Why do you feel women, like you why, forgive? Why do women do that? Everything, me. I do too. I do forgive everything. They, I don't know. Do, I don't. Why know do more. women do this? I don't. Both of you. I don't know. Why do Why do you guys do that? Right. Because you know you see all these things about love, and it's like you got to fight for it. You got to be a ride or die. You got to be this and yeah, but for the right person. Yeah, but how do you right. know? Like, what if? Or like somebody who actually reciprocates. Yeah. True. Right. Like. But there's no like book on it, so I didn't know any better. It was just like maybe I should just try. Yeah. <laughs> be okay with this. So what's the female perspective on that? I mean, what's what your do you question? Mean? I I suppose I really don't understand. Like thinking the way I think, right? In terms of like standards, right? Um, maybe have too high standards. I don't know, right? I don't believe I do. I think I just haven't had the person that meets the standards that I require. Or require is probably a bad word, right? Yeah. Well, it sounds a little bit I think men are taught but to for women to have strong standards and um, to have strong boundaries. Women are taught to, uh, you know, cater to men. Yes, cater to men <laughs> and um, not at value all. themselves at all. Yeah, it's crazy to put themselves yeah. last. Like, I mean, I grew I up watching my mom that. do that. So, who else is my role model? You know, like that's. I yeah I do that today. Like, my daughter comes first. My son comes first. But I mean, I I still do that. And then it, my daughter comes first. But, my I mean, parents, like, parents come first. My brothers me. come first. Like, May, your background, right? So arranged marriage, right? Yeah. Um, what's it? Is it the purpose of creating a strong family? Um, it's a purpose of um. Yeah, I guess so. Like, back in the old country, my parents got married in the States, but back in the old country, it would be based on your family's status, uh, their wealth, um, how well-respected they are in the community. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, two well-respected families or, you know, wealthy families would, you know, marry and become family. So. Even though it was more like the the daughter was taken away from their original family. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that's bad? To be what? Women. That particular, because in, in the Indian culture, it's the same thing, right? It's almost as though, like, you're kind of, it's well-intended, right? Well-intentioned mm-hmm. to kind of. You're not selling your daughter off, right? But you're marrying her into a new household. Um, for right? our culture, it, it was basically like you're selling your daughter off. They could take your daughter anywhere they wanted to after they were married off. Even if they forbade her to speak to her family ever again, that she would have to abide by that. They had full control that over it. And divorce was like point one percent because because it had to do with the men if if they wanted a divorce 
because say the wife cheated or whatever um first of all they would stone her probably or nearly kill her and then make the family pay all that dowry money back to them sometimes double depending on the communal court whatever they decide wow people would ask me like and i I don't really judge it i kind of at least like kind of contemplate it like oh why are you single right if i have parties my house whatever I'm like, you're not happy, though. (laughs) Like, why do people accept being in relationships, especially women? Mm -hmm. I get that question from women. Like, like, why are you single? I I have a conversation with them, but why are people so content with just being in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship? I think people are afraid to be alone. All right. Why? I mean, I get it, yeah. I mean, but... Like, personally, so the first two years were great. At what cost? Like, Mays pretty much established the fact that she's better off yeah. alone. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say alone. No, like, the, like, the first <laughs> two years of my You're relationship alone, were man. great. So I, I just felt like I was too invested in that relationship to let go because of one incident, you know, and then I forgave it. And then, oh, you know, now I'm I'm four years invested. Okay. You know, it just, it just went on from there. I it, it just, um, it was just like, I felt too invested in the relationship to let it go. Or. Escalation of commitment. <laughs> Escalation. Dude, there's what? a, ask Marco. Anna. Oh, oh, no. We should add him on. I'm going to Escalation of commitment. Escalation of commitment, yeah, I I suppose so, yeah. yeah. And then I that's what it is, right? And then I felt like I dealt with that. You know, I had um, changed him for the better in a lot of ways, and then I felt like, you know, I've I've made this really great person, and then if they leave me or you know I leave them, they're gonna be this wonderful person for the next person, and I didn't want that. I was kind of dumb and selfish in that way. Um, but now I just realized, well, they could never be that person for me, you know, and I just have to accept yeah. that regardless of how great they'll be with the next person. Oh, I'm sorry. Marcos just joined us. Hey, Marcos, can you let us know what you feel about love or love like with your parents? Have, did you witness that? We're almost done, but I wanted to get you in here. Um, so it it is kind of like one of those things because I mean, Mahul knows it more than anybody that I'm kind of like a sucker for love, but um, it's it's more of one of those things where oh yeah, hell yeah, I mean Mahul Mahul like I'm an R and B thug, like I love R and B music. This thing it says I mean, I like the other so day I said Mahul like ten different like a weekend song. I'm gonna do check out seventy song, love songs in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know, I know. But I feel like um, it's just one of those okay. things where... Uh, uh, so, um, they actually... its it, I forget who said it, but um, it's actually been proven that males tend to fall in love just by seeing the person more than women do. 
Yeah. So Mel's will be what? the first one to go ahead and be like, Mel's will be the first. They'll be like, oh, I, I'm falling in love or I'm falling for this girl. But like a female will have to go ahead and actually see how the male kind of himself before she makes that decision. Pick your brain. Yeah. Wow. Oh, uh, Marco, give me and all uh, of us so, your background. Yeah. Um, so originally I was born in Chicago. Then I grew up in suburban Chicago, North Lake, Illinois. Um, and then... That was not yeah, suburban. Was that was Stone good. Park. Pretty hood. Yeah, Stone Park, that area. <laughs> uh, a lot of Mexicans. <laughs> um, no, no. And, then, and, and then, uh, Hindus. 2001, <laughs> in 2001, no. I moved to Indianapolis. Uh, you know, finished high school here. Went to a PBI, which is a predominantly black institution. Uh, Martin University. I got my bachelor's in business administration. Then I got my master's in community Woo-hoo! psychology. And right now, That's I'm currently right. uh, LMHCA eligible, which means I can practice therapy, but I have to pass this test. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And you will pass it. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, that's my cousin's background. And I he's am my- How old are you, Marco? Yeah, so he's one of my younger cousins. Actually, I'm the third oh oldest. So Love. it's kind of like hard to say that I'm. So, Marco, so did you grow up watching Love in Your Heart? Um, like, what do you mean? Love between my, <laughs> my parents? Or like... Yeah, your parents, your aunts and uncles. Um, did you see that? No, did I you didn't. see that growing up? You know what? Because that's, that's, I asked Mahul and that you, say that. you didn't. Now I'm thinking about it right now because I, I didn't really see it. Like I, I knew I was loved. I knew I was being taken care of. Uh, yeah. I know my my father was pretty affectionate. Mm-hmm. My mother was not, but she was very emotional. Um, but they both were mm-hmm. loving parents. And I tell her. No, but I mean between them, did you feel like they? were loved like they loved each other like your aunts um, and uncles loved each other yes and no you know i feel like it's kind of one of those things that uh it, it's just different for everybody um like i didn't see i mean i don't know i i guess like what's your definition of love i mean right. what does it mean <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying like what this is why i love asking the question because you get different answers from so many different people um Thank you guys for answering all my questions and getting all your info in there. It's just me and you now. Seriously? Yeah, Nana. Fuck, Nana. What'd you do with us, Nana? Now we're doing your podcast? Brother, catch some rice. All right, man. I'll talk to you later, bro. I love you. Peace.